0: Robertson have lost the International Air Race. The strange Russian, Ireland, was declared winner after a breathless finish at Shanghai. Suspecting the Muscovite of treachery, the two pilots witnessed the weighing in of the bags of shots, but everything was found to be in order, and amid the wild cheers of the masked spectators, the trophy was awarded to the man who boasted that his airplane could not be beaten. It is now the day following the finish of the race, and we find Jimmy and Steve seated in the office of National Airways, located on the Yao Airport at Shanghai. There's no doubt in my mind the Russian had a trick up his sleeve. But what it was, and well, I haven't been able to figure it out. That's exactly what I want to do. If we can figure out what he did, it isn't too late to expose it. What you say is true enough. But how are you going to do it? There must be some reason for the strange performance of his ship. Why should its speed and take off very so much? I'm firmly convinced that if we can discover that, we'll find out how Ireland won the race. I think you're right. But how are you going to do it? You can't excuse him without a very good reason. We've got to move carefully. Today, Ireland is a hero of China. He's the winner of the International Air Race and being stated and entertained by all notable. the notables. Newspapers have given him columns of publicity. And the people think he is the greatest pilot in the world. I see what you mean. And if we brought any charges against him without good proof, it would seem like poor sportsmanship on our part. Certainly. They just look like a couple of pilots who couldn't lose a race without yelping our heads off. My George, that's an angle I hadn't considered. Jim, this is a serious matter. You know, and I know, that our ship will outperform that Russian job. That with it, we can develop air transportation in the Far East much better than any other company. But government officials are going to base their opinion from the results of this race. Our company is going to lose out. We've got to do something. We know there's been some crooked work. And we've got to find out who's back of it. I'll tell you one significant fact which occurred to me. During the race, we've had three things happen which proved definitely that someone was trying to disable our ship and put it out of the race. Sure. First, our tire was punctured with pipe-in. Right. Then, again Yen and Foo, someone set fire to our gasoline supply. But the rottenest thing of all was the placing of that mysterious gas in our cabin before we left Canton. Oh, yes. Have you heard from the police yet on their investigation? Yeah, just before you came in, I had a conference with two police officials in Mantine. What did they find out? That was an ingenious device. The top of that bronze box contained water, and the bottom, some chemicals. It was a very tiny hole which permitted the water to drip down into the chemicals. This created a reaction which formed a gas. With invisible and odor Well, I'll be home. And the gas is through those small holes. Is that it? That's what happened. The gas got out of the holes in the bronze box and filled the air of our cabin. Flash had closed all the windows and ventilators because we didn't want the slightest bit of drag to cut down our feet. Well, can you beat that? One of the police officials said not enough gas was generated to kill us. But it was sufficient to make us unconscious. Then when you came through and opened the windows, what remained in the cabin was quickly dissipated with the fresh air. Oh, a clever trick. But they couldn't tell you how that bronze box got in our cabin. That brings us back to what I was talking about a minute ago. I've noticed one startling similarity about all three attempts to put us out of the race. Yes. Well, what is it? In every instance, a native was seen around the ship just before the trouble stopped. Hey, that's right. At Pine King, the figure we saw in the darkness was just like a native. And when our gas exploded, Smith fellow saw a native hanging around the drum. Correct. And the canton time, Flash told us that a cloud of tiny fumes had to force their way into the cabin of our ship when the mob was out on the field. What uh, sir? Which may mean... Which that... may mean, Jim, that Sue Chi had a hand in all three opponents. Sue Chi, the crooked Oh, but he couldn't have done it. His arms paralyzed. They're absolutely useless to him. Yes, but he could have arranged to have had it done. That may be why the Russian carried Sue Chi with him. Yes, yeah, it may be. I think you hit it. took it, and we know it. And it would have been very easy for him to hire some native to work all these rotten tricks. I think that explains Sujee's presence in the race. But the tough part of it is, kid, we can't do anything. We don't have one scrap of evidence against either Sujee or the Russians. We think they did it Yes, We're firmly convinced that they were behind all this crooked work. But we can't prove anything. And until we can, well, we... We can't get the first base. Ah, well, this is certainly a fine. How do you do? It, yeah, it just looks like those fellows were a little bit too clever for us. Listen... Why can't we go to Butler and explain everything? He knows these things have happened, and we... No, no. There's no use talking to Butler or anyone until we get some proof. What could Butler do? He knows our tire was punctured. He knows our gas was burned up. And we told him all about what happened on that flight from Canton and the Man team. You're right. We've got to get some proof or we're sunk. We went before the race committee with a long-winded explanation of why we thought the race was crooked. And since they think it was an alibi, they laugh at us. If we can only get some clue. Or oh, we just can't give up without it. Win. Let's see who this is and be careful what you say about the race. Okay. What is it? Oh, hello, Flash. How are you feeling today? Hi, uh, uh, Hello, Flash. Well, I ain't feeling any too good. I thought sure we were going win that race. Believe me, I, I never worked harder for anything in my, my life. You're right, Flash. You work like a soldier. And it's not your fault that we didn't win. Oh, it sure ain't yours. Your fellow's fault. You, know, you guys did everything but get out behind and push that golden dragon. Well, we can't win all the time. We've won races. Now let's lose one. Well. And take a standing up. Well, I've got something else for you to worry about today. I, I guess our something's going to be sued. What? Sued? Well, come, well, right. Flash. Our child just, just landed a few minutes ago. He had come in from Nanking. He had to beat it right out into town to see somebody, but uh, before he left, he gave me the door. He said he figured you guys was busy, and he'll be back here later and I'll tell you all about it. Well, what's the matter now? Uh a Chinese was b- bumped off somewhere south of Nanking, right near a little town called Hai ping and his family's gone through the company. Hey, what in the world are you talking about anyway? Oh, well, I, I'm just telling you what Art child told me. Well, we're sorry to hear that a lady was killed, but what has that to do with National Airways? Uh, Our child thinks it's got plenty to do with with National Airways. that guy was uh, knocked off. He got hit with something that fell from one of our ships. Hit with something? What do you mean? Well, now, here's the whole story. Uh, This guy, some farmer, was out working in the rice field, and our ship happened to fly right over his field. Uh, They go over there every day because it's uh, right on the course between Manning and Panther. Yes, and then what? Uh, Yesterday, this guy's working out in the field when our ship flies over. His wife and some relatives are sitting around outside watching the ship as it goes by. Sure. Then what happens? So they uh, see an object drop from the ship, and, and it's caught this guy right, right on the noodle, no, no, no. killing him better than a, a mackerel. Well, I'll be hanged. So the family's going to sue National Airways. They come into Nanking, to uh, explain what happened to our field manager. And our child happened to be there. Oh, they can't be right. Our ships don't fly around the country dropping heavy objects. In fact, we have a company rule that prohibits anyone from throwing anything out of the window. Uh, I know that, but I'm just telling you what happened. Wait a minute, Flash. When did you say this happened? Uh, yesterday, about noon. Yesterday, huh? Well, then it wasn't a National Airways ship, because we didn't have one of our ships running between Nanking and Canton yesterday. That schedule was still on a two-a-week basis. That's right, Jim? The only run from the south we had yesterday was trip number six between Canton and Shanghai. Sure, and that ship wouldn't have been within hundred and fifty miles of Taiping. Say, hey, fellas, I'll tell you what that was—one of our racing ships. All three went over Taiping yesterday on the way into Nanjing. Why, certainly! And I'll wager my last dollar that no heavy object was thrown from our ship. Well, what was it? Not got say, uh, just uh, have a heavy piece of metal. I, I got it here with me. He wants you us to examine it. it uh, he says that it, it don't look like anything that came off one of our jobs. Uh, let me see it, will you, Planch? Uh-huh. Uh, I right, yeah. here. it is. it is. It's plenty heavy, too. Hey, that is heavy. Oh, boy. You no wonder it killed a poor fellow. You drop this from six or 8,000 feet and it would go through a concrete roof. Take a look at that. What in the world is this, anyway? No, that, uh, that, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, you can tell from those uh, ragged edges that it's it part of something bigger. It uh, either broke off and, and fell from the ship, or, or it busted when it hit the ground. Yeah. Well, what do you make of it, Steve? Hmm, that's funny. I just wonder... Say, fella, you know what this, this is. is. Well, well, I just... what? It's part of an oxygen tank. An oxygen tank? By God, golly, golly, it it could be at that. Why, sure it is. You know, those heavy metal tanks that carry oxygen. Oh, I've used them a number of times on altitude flights. Yes, and so have you, Jim, lots of times. They're about 18 inches high and 6 inches in diameter. Say, by George, you're right, Steve. Look here. See how it curves? It's broken off right near the top where it forms the neck of the tank. What do you think about it, Frank? you you guess it, Steve. Uh, you know, now that I think of it, uh, that piece of metal sure is part of A uh, busted oxygen tank. Uh, that's just the kind of cast iron they, they use for them things. And, hey, now looky here. What? Uh, right here, see? Yeah. Uh, see that little defect? Uh, George, that's right. Uh, that's why it, it cracks open when it's there. Wait, Scott, fellas. I've got it. If an oxygen tank... Was brought from an airplane yesterday. That may be the crew we want. How do you mean? Come on, fellas. We're going down to Taipei and make a little investigation. We may learn how Iron won that race. What special significance has Speed placed on this discovery? Will it furnish a clue which the boys so badly need to help them in solving the mystery of the Russian trickery? Join us in the next fair adventure. This program has come to you through the facilities of the World Broadcasting System.